Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 60 and before we get started I'm just going to open in a quick word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this opportunity to come before you and others and to speak to you, to read your word, and to gain insight. I know, Father, that the insight's from you. It's not from me. And I just pray that you would continue to guide us, guide me, that you would speak through me, that you would provide insights, open our hearts and our minds. I pray that your spirit would touch ours and that you'd be honored and glorified. I just thank you, Father, for Isaiah. It's an incredible book, and there's been a lot learned. And I just pray as we move through the final chapters, you would continue to open our hearts and our minds, and that we would see what you want us to see, that we would hear what you want us to hear, and we would apply it in our life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, welcome, and I thank you for uh, joining me. As mentioned, we're in uh, verse six, or chapter 60. It's uh, titled, The uh, Glory of, of Zion. One of the uh, other editions that I've read calls it the future glory of, of Zion. But regardless, it's about this, the glory that's going to be provided to Zion, Israel, um, by God. And so, but I, before we get into that, I just want to quickly touch on, you know, this is a journey for me and I'm putting it out there and not every day do I want to, you know, walk closely with God. It's not that I don't want to, it's just, I just don't, I get distracted. And at this time when I'm trying to put God first, it seems like it's been the hardest. It seems that it's been absolutely challenging, difficult, hard, I'm distracted by a million different things, things that don't normally happen to me. I get distracted by, and then I don't think about other people as God thinks about them. I don't see them as he does. The other day I was at a restaurant and I'm single. So I eat dinner out a lot or at times. And it's usually I'll sit at the bar and I'm talking to a guy. And as we're talking, I just am sitting there and I'm, actually, you know, enjoying it, but then I'm also allowing my, my human side to really, really come out. And I just start looking at him like, you know, whatever, not as a great person. And I don't see him as a brother that's been made by God. I just start allowing my perspective, my arrogance, whatever it might be, to shine forth. I don't say it. I just think it. And as I'm walking out afterwards, after I've eaten dinner, he and I have had a conversation. I walk out thinking, you didn't see him as God sees him. And you let an opportunity pass to bless somebody, to grow yourself and potentially grow them or bless them. And I wound up pretty discouraged by that. And so to this morning, I just didn't feel good about that. 
and it's bothered me. And I question how I can continue to try but fail so often. And I just go back to Romans 7. My mind wants to, my spirit wants to, but my body doesn't. And it's such a dichotomy. It's such a continual battle. And it's it's real. It's every day. And I, I really want to see others as God sees them. And so often I don't because it's not at the forefront of my thoughts. It, I want to put God first and instead I'm distracted. And that's the challenge of changing habits and behavior that has been part of me for my whole life. And it's just a winding road that at times seems so full of turns and switchbacks. But I know as I continue, the one thing I keep going back to is Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Well, I continue to be faithful in this podcast, but also just in my prayers, in my readings, and in my own heart of trying, of wanting to and attempting to love him by being obedient. So I just wanted to share that with y'all today. Um, you know, it's like, there's so many opportunities to see others, to bless others. And at the same time, so many opportunities just to walk by those, those situations and not take advantage of them because I don't want to, or I'm not thinking about it, whatever it might be. But on a daily basis, I've continued to try to do better and rest in the knowledge that God is working on me and that I'm resting in him to bring to fruition that growth and that perfection that he only he can do. I'm not perfect. I never will be, but he can perfect elements in me that bring him glory and honor. So with that, let's go ahead and start into Chapter 60, verse 1. The glory of Zion. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar. And your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camel will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah and all, the, and all from Sheba will come. Bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Keter's flock, flocks will be gathered to you. The rands of Nebioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar, and I will adorn my glorious temple. 
Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nest? Surely the islands look to me. In the lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar in their silver and gold. To honor, to the honor of the Lord your God, the, Earl, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, and their kings will serve you. Though in anger you, I struck you, in favor I will show you compassion. Your gates will always stand open, they will never be shut, day or night, so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings led in triumphal processions. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, and the cypress together, to adorn my sanctuary, and I will glorify the place for my feet. The children of your oppressors will come, bowing before you. All who despise you will bow down at your feet, and will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Although you've been forsaken and hated, with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breast. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Then all, who, all your people will be righteous, and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will do this swiftly. In another work or another version of or interpretation, it says, The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. When the time is right, I will do these things. To me, that was just an, a nice way of ending because it's in our lives, we may think the time is right for something to occur. And I know I struggle with it all the time. I know it's time for me to get XYZ. I know it's the right time for this to occur. I know, God, I need this now. But I don't know what God knows. I don't know the vision, the plan. I just know I'm part of it, and he's in charge. So it's with that I have to trust, and I do trust, although at times it's hard, that he is truly waiting for the right time and when he when he does do those things when they come to fruition and they pass 
they will be so good for me and for those I care about and I love that it will truly be awe-inspiring. So with that, I just encourage you to have a great day, to rest in the Lord, to continue to strive to put him first. And I thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God.